0: He's an award-winning director, producer, writer, and screenwriter for some of television and the big screen's most notable projects, ABC's controversial miniseries, The Path to 9-11, The Stoning of Soraya M, a true story of an Iranian woman sentenced to death, and the eyewitness who refused to stay silent. USA Network's La Femme Nikita and the highly acclaimed cable feature, The Day Reagan Was Shot, just to name a few. And now, what seems like a departure from all of the aforementioned, my next guest takes us behind the scenes, the curtain, if you will, of a time and an error that is rarely spoken of or seen until now. In his latest nationwide theatrical release, The Young Messiah, with wife and co-writer Betsy Giffen and Oscar-winning composer John Debney, the visual is clear, the story impactful, and the central character, Jesus the Messiah, as real as any seven-year-old boy can be. But how so? And why should we care about the year and the life of one so young, his family, community, and soon-to-come, the nations of the world. Here to explain this and more in my Power Pact exclusive is its director, writer, and producer Cyrus Norristoff. Cyrus, welcome to Testimony. Well,
1: thanks for having me. It's great to be with you.
0: Well it's great to have you here. First of all, I just have to say, my husband and I saw the film, loved it and was impressed with the authenticity expressed by such a stellar group of actors, not to mention the stunning scenery, orchestration and direction, bringing to life every aspect of your film. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: First question. Why the film and why Jesus at the age of seven when scriptures state he did not begin teaching in the temple? until age 12.
1: Well, this is um, based upon a novel by Anne Rice that was published over 10 years ago. And it's the same Anne Rice of the famous vampire novels. But she had um, found her fate, again. And I also think that the fact that she was writing sort of in the world of the darkness of vampires and horror, that. That doesn't surprise me that she would then see the light and want to write a book about Jesus. She chose age seven because she was contemplating sort of an imaginative, fictional representation of the human side of young Jesus, recognizing there's something different about him that's sort of been veiled uh, so that he can experience what it is like to be a human being sort of dwell amongst us he's recognizing there's something different about him and that usually dawns around age seven wow. where they call it the age of reason that's when children have a sense of their own mortality and start to ask and inquire about all kinds of things that are i guess you could call almost intellectual in nature it's not anymore about you know where's my rubber ducky it's about you know uh what's this all about almost those kinds of questions are getting to that stage in their development so i thought in a way it was a very original fresh uh, idea and approach Um, but everything's in how you do it i thought it was a beautiful story but i knew it would be a challenge as a film
0: well you did it in a beautiful way the young actor who plays jesus is actually so beautiful in appearance as well though as the devil portrayed throughout the film can you explain
1: well you know the devil is kind of uh, the dark angel you know who went astray and i thought it would play if he had a seductive charismatic quality about him which i thought was very very kind of possible probable Um, And I think he's tracking this boy, lurking about. And I thought the the fact that the boy is the only one who can really see him, that the idea that he would have an attractive sort of alluring quality about him that is interesting and intriguing, even to a child, um, would have, uh, you know, sort of value to our story and sort of place him as a very formidable antagonist.
0: Right, and that's in line with Scripture, though, isn't it? Satan comes, the Scriptures tell us, as an angel of light. He was next in line in beauty to God himself, until he got full of himself (laughs) and then cast out of heaven. Next question for you, Cyrus. As an Iranian born in this country, and in your field of work for over 25 years now, as I understand it, how important is this film as it relates to your own faith as a Christian and the Muslim faith which as we know is espousing an ideology of death by radical jihadists today as opposed to life and peace through Jesus Christ your thoughts
1: well I think that I'm I'm of Muslim origin my parents are from Iran I was raised primarily in a secular home I've traveled throughout the Middle East. I've lived in the Middle East. I speak, uh, you know, uh, Farsi, which is the language of Iran. I speak a smattering of Arabic. So I know the world. And I think there are wonderful people in that part of the world who are longing for peace and prosperity and want to raise their children in safety and, uh, you know, improve their plight. So I really believe that throughout the Middle East, that is the case. There is a dark side that has arisen, uh, you know, and and it it doesn't surprise me um, that it's become more and more radical. Um, I'd like to think this is a last gasp of uh, extremists, of the extremists, but I fear that it may not be. Um, As far as my own faith journey is concerned, it started when I got married Uh, in a Christian ceremony to my wife Betsy and it's only grown deeper over the years and decades to the point where when this movie became a possibility I felt like I needed to to sort of uh, embrace it and um, let the world know that I'm a Christian.
0: Amen and amen and I'm so glad I asked you that question. That's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on Testimony, Cyrus. We briefly met in passing. Actually, we didn't meet. You were talking with my colleague Holly McClure at the time at the National Religious Broadcasters, but something in my spirit said, you need to have this man, this director on your program, because so much of what we hear in the news today is not positive. Isik Abla was my guest last week, born in Turkey, of Muslim heritage and her upbringing was horrific a life of abuse she came to this country to experience even more abuse and what set her free Cyrus was a genuine authentic relationship with Jesus Christ so I had to ask you the question from Iranian parents uh, your relation with your faith to now doing this film about Jesus which is so powerful Um, I want to kind of shift gears just a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Cyrus, pronounce your last name for us, Cyrus. Narasta. Narasta, yay, thank you. Director of The Beautiful, The Young Messiah, which is out in theaters nationwide. I would urge you to go see it, take your family, your children, it's a stunning film. They say the family, Cyrus, that prays together stays together, but what about the duo that writes and produces together your wife Betsy, case in point?
1: Well we uh, we do pray together and we also work uh, together when we can't not on every project but on a number of projects especially in recent years the last 10 years it's a blessing uh, to be able to work with your spouse but you know what your faith gives you is the belief that you, you you work as hard as you can and give what you can to your creations and your and your films and your scripts but ultimately that is not what your life is judged by it's judged by your love of him and I think that is important to have that perspective Because one can get very easily immersed in all of the Hollywood, uh, and the importance of Hollywood, or self-importance of Hollywood, and Mm -hmm. box office numbers, and movie stars, and and all of that. And I think our faith gives us a certain amount of perspective, which I think is important.
0: Amen and amen. What do you want the viewers to take away primarily from your film? There's lots of good messages throughout the film, yeah. I noticed. Can you talk about some of those messages and the one that is most important to you and your wife, Betsy?
1: Well, you know, it's it, it, it's hard to say um, because I think one the messages, I think in the movie are only effective. The audience has become immersed in the movie and the characters, so the narrative and the characters uh, have to sort of attract one and bring them into the story more than anything else, then the message can resonate. Um, One of the problems I have with a, a lot of Christian films is the message is so upfront that they've forgotten to give particular attention or the necessary attention to the narrative. When we go to the movies, we sit in that movie seat, and there's one thing predominant on our mind, which is what happens next. So I think by bringing them into the story, by having the audience sort of be captivated by the characters, now it becomes real easy for people to understand what it's about, what it means, and how it enriches their life. And I think the faith message, the embracing of Jesus, the representation of his love, are are, are all things that I want people to take away from the movie.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to award-winning director, writer, and producer, Cyrus Norrstad, whose latest powerful and cinematic feat, The Young Messiah, is sure to store the heart, change the soul, and bring those seeking a closer look at the, quote, boy behind the king, King Jesus. You can learn more about Cyrus's work by going to cyrus, N O W R A S T E H dot com, and go see the Young Messiah as we prepare our hearts for history's greatest triumph, the resurrection of the Savior of the world. Cyrus, it has been an absolute joy having you share just a little of your own story and the story of the Young Messiah, brilliantly directed and produced with your wife and co-writer Betsy, in a generation of a nation that is looking for answers, we need films like yours, like The Young Messiah, to give us that clear and uncompromising message, a message of hope, courage, love, and sacrifice, a message, Cyrus, of eternal value, which you have succeeded in doing, and beautifully so. Thank you, and God bless you.